you can do this in a very basic way, right? So you can get your kid's backpack and just throw a couple of bricks in or, you know, water bottles or anything and just walk with uh, any backpack right that way. So that will be the most basic form. Obviously, when you're going to do this in a regular way and you're going to be increasing the amount of weight you're carrying, you want to look for equipment which is specifically designed for it so that it's ergonomic, it protects your your back, you are comfortable, it ventilates for perspiration, etc., etc., etc. And welcome back to another episode of Fit Father Project member chats. My name is Kat, and I'm an accountability coach here at Fit Father Project. And I am thrilled today to have two members that are going to talk about a new sport and hobby that they were able to pick up because of where their fitness is with the Fit Father Project. And I'm not going to take any more time. Let's just jump right in. We have Brian and Rob here with us today. Brian, can you tell us a little bit of your story for those people listening? Yeah, so I'm Brian Groves. I'm out of uh, Stafford, Virginia, which is just south of Washington, D.C. I've been involved with uh, Fit Fit Father Project uh, since about um, September of 21. Gone through the program and uh, and I'm actually going back through the program. You guys might have seen a bunch of my posts here and there. So um, it's it's a a constant journey. Awesome. And we have Rob here with us. Yes. Hi. My name is Rob. I'm 45 years young, uh, father of uh, two beautiful daughters, six and 10 years old. I'm happily married. And I joined the Fit Father Project near Brian a bit later, so uh, close to November of 21. So I'm coming up to my two-year anniversary, uh, too. So so my journey has been uh, definitely intense. I arrived with 220. 24 pounds, and I got to 158 in seven months. Um, and then I started, you know, to gain more weight and more muscle. And yeah, and I've been also doing first the FF30X, the weight loss program, and then I moved to the old school muscle, the OSM muscle building program, and then back. So circling between both programs. And, and it's been a lot bigger than just a physical transformation. It's been a mindset transformation, a life priority transformation, and a transformation for all our family um, to the better. Incredible. Well, Brian, can you tell everyone what we're here to talk about today? What's your new hobby that you brought in? Yeah, so so what we're here talking about today is is rocking, and uh, rocking is simply walking. But you're not just walking; it's just not normal walking. Uh, it's walking with a weight on your back. Uh, it could also be a vest, so you could have weight on the front and back. Some guys like that. Uh, I personally prefer wearing a backpack um, with additional weight in it. Um, so it becomes for for me personally, it's there's a lot less impact on my joints than running. I have a condition you might touch on um, that uh, that precludes me from running. So this fills that gap for me, gets me outside. Um, in, and that's, that's simply, it's, it's simply walking with a weight. Okay. So if I'm new to rocking, I've never heard of this. You're telling me it's walking with a weight. And yeah. how do I do that? Uh, Rob, tell me, like, what's the equipment? Like, how do I make this happen? Yeah, I mean, you can do this in a very basic way, right? So you can get your kid's backpack and just throw a couple of bricks in or, you know, water bottles or anything and just walk with uh, any backpack right that way. So that will be the most basic form. 
obviously when you're going to do this in a regular way and you're going to be increasing the amount of weight you're carrying, you want to look for equipment which is specifically designed for it so that it's ergonomic, it protects your your back, you are comfortable, it, uh, you know, um, also, uh, you know, um, ventilates for perspiration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So when you talk about a specialized equipment, it will basically consist of a rucksack, i.e. a backpack designed for rocking, which has a pocket inside where you introduce a metallic weight plate, a, a cast iron a weight plate, and you will vary those weights depending on what your your level of training, let's say, and you simply put it inside, put it on, and then put in your favorite podcast or your favorite music and just start walking with the weight. Then these specialized um, backpacks have got uh, handles around it. So what you do is that you get your rucksack with the handles and once you have walked, you can decide either only to rock with it, so walk with, with the backpack, but then you can also do a workout. So you can stop and with all these handles that they have on top, around it, etc., you can basically uh, do a full body workout, meaning, uh, you know, um, biceps curl, triceps, shoulders, and then legs, right? You can do squats, you can do then weighted squats, weighted push-ups, uh, and so on. So that's basically very simple. And then you can take your hydration, which can be obviously just a normal water bottle, but these um, specialized rucksacks are also ready for inserting a water bladder, camelback style, like you would have in any of those mountain bikes, popular um, backpacks that you have your holes to be drinking water in a more comfortable way than with a bottle without having to take your backpack off. And that's basically it. Okay, awesome. So I'm, I'm new to rocking. I'm excited. I have a backpack to put weights in that I'm going to go on my walk. I have this weight or a weight vest. Where do I start? How much weight do I put into this backpack? Brian, can you start with that for us? Where is the start? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so I always recommend people start on the low end and slowly work their way up in their progression. Um, you know, 10, 15 pounds. If you're, you know, if you, you haven't done a lot of walking, that's a great place to start. If you're if you've been walking for a while, very active, maybe twenty pounds. Um, you know, one of the things I hear and I see a lot is uh, the guys. You know, I used to I used to place to weigh. I lost thirty pounds. Like so, this is amazing. I'm rucking with this thirty pounds, um, and and that's justification for for me. You know, starting out at that thirty pounds sometimes, um, but I would venture to say. You, you know, your joints have to adapt to this. I, I feel strongly like we need to be in the long game. It needs to be about longevity, being able to do what we do as long as possible. Uh, and then we re reap the rewards, right? Compounding rewards from that. Um, so I advocate always starting at the lower end, maybe 15, 10, 15 pounds, maybe 20, depending on your um, how uh, how far you are in the, in the process, how active you are. Um, and then slowly progress up. Um, you know, I, I view you know, there, there's levers where when we talk about running and walking, um, there's I view these as levers that we can pull. And I, I see three levers uh, for how we can progress and from where we start. And that could be, you know, distance and time, right? Um, it could also be you can increase your pace, right? So I can, oh, well, with distance and time, I can go, I can say, okay, I got 45 minutes. I have 45 minutes to, to work out. So it might only take you, you know, maybe two miles might take you three miles in that 45 minutes. Um, but if you have an hour, all of a sudden you can increase that. That could be a lever that can increase your progression. Like where 
if 15 pounds isn't doing it for you, now all of a sudden it's doing something for you again. Um, you also have pace, so you can walk faster. And then there's also um, location, right? I can find a new location that has more hills and create a challenge that, that totally like, hit my quads completely different. Um, so those are three level lever levers we can hit when we're ru- walking or running. But with rucking, we also have this fourth one that I advocate to push last, and that's the weight, right? So once once I've my heart rate has dropped significantly to where, you know, it's, it's like, almost like a normal walking pace, and I've increased my distance, I've increased my pace, and I'm killing the hills, then I might start looking at increasing, uh, you know, to 30 pounds. I've been, personally, I've been rucking for, I don't know, oh, I was thinking about the other day, it was almost about 15 years. And... Um, and I'm still doing 30 pounds. I can easily do 50, but uh, my I don't want to tax my joints out. And and I see a lot of guys who come into our ruck club, increase the weight too fast, and then all of a sudden they drop out because their their knees are bothering them, or their hip begins bothering their you know their IT band starts tightening up on them from all the rucking they're doing. And um and then you begin losing these gains, right? You begin losing. Uh, you can go 15 pounds. All year, every day, 365 days, or you can do 30 pounds and you find that you're only doing it half of that time. Which one's going to give you the bigger, uh, you know, return on that investment of time? Um, so that's sort of how of you getting started and where to start and how to progress. That's fantastic. Now, so you had mentioned we're going to start in that 10 to 15 pound range, and then we're going to for distance, right? That might be the first area we change. Rob, what would you suggest? Uh, how long someone should start when they're first getting going. Yeah, so I mean, again, if you are not very used to exercise right now, uh, the important thing is that you start 20 minutes. If you can do 20 minutes with your basic 10 pounds weight, then you're good. You try that a couple of days, you know, Monday and Thursday, for example, to leave a couple of days always in between of rest, don't do it, you know, continuous days. And then joints feeling good, back feeling good, you're all good. Okay, continue then. Then you work yourself like that per week until you can do 45 minutes in a comfortable way. Once you are doing 45 minutes in a comfortable way, now is the time to start pushing, but you're not pushing weight yet. So now what you're going to start pushing is pace. So what you want to go is to 17 minutes mile. So um, you're doing 45 minutes again, right? So you want to be... Um, doing 17 minutes mile pace, you're able to hold that during 45 minutes, then you're, you're good to, to increase weight. Again, I wouldn't say that you have to go to 20 because it depends on the person, depends on the size of your frame, right? It's not the same thing if you're five foot that if you're six foot three, it's not the same if you're 240 pounds that if you are 150, right? So, so, you know, but let's say moving from 10 to 15, that is a reasonable jump. And then you basically do the same process until you're comfortable in that 17 minutes mile. And then you can scale up to, to 20, but it will depend a lot on the people. I mean, I've been doing it quite a long time now. I mean, not 15 years, but I've been doing it a couple of years and I arrive and I rock with people who, who, who are rocking, you know, 20 hours straight, right? With with, you know, 60 or 70 pounds. And I do it regularly and I can't do that. So, so you know, so it's a matter also of what your body is used to, what your back, uh, you know, is used to, et cetera. But, but, you know, it's important to understand that it's not powerlifting, right? So we're not trying here to, you know, load the rucksack with as much weight as possible. That's not the objective. 
And that's a great point. And you both have said it. So I think it's really important to drive home that we are not just trying to put as much weight as you can on your back, right? There is a process about 10 to 15 pounds can be incredibly different if you're going for 20 minutes versus 45 minutes or how fast your pace is. Like Rob said, right? Are you at a eight minute mile or at 11 minute mile? Like those are completely different, right? All of those different areas you can pull, like Brian mentioned, still using the 10 to 15 pounds, but drastically changing the workout. And then that's super important. Uh, uh, I mean, and it's funny because um, I always say that you have to be careful with rocking because it bites you when you less expect it. And what I mean is that you put your rock on with whatever weight it is, you start walking and you always say, this is easy, you know, your first minute, your first yeah. two minutes. And you kind of forget about it, right? And suddenly minute 16 arrives and suddenly minute 16, like, holy cow, man, this is starting to get very heavy. So that's why you need to progress yeah. yourself to 45 because the first five minutes, Always look easy if you have 10, 20, 30, you always think it's not. Yeah. And if you're out and back, you got to walk back with that. So you go two miles out. Because your traps will start burning. Yeah. When you're, yeah, when you're just starting yeah. out, your, your traps will burn. It takes a while to get there. I remember when I first upgraded to 30 pounds, it would, my traps burn forever. I actually ended up going back down and it would alternate between the two every other, you know, once or twice a week, uh, bringing the 30 pound weight until I got used to that. It's, it's amazing how much pressure that can apply. And, um, but there's good things to it. I mean, the, the, the uh, you know, just my, sh- my back, I always slumped over a keyboard and everything kind of straightened out because of that pressure pulling you back. So there's advantages to, to that. But, um, but to, to Rob, Rob's point, the, uh, you know, when we look at walking versus rucking, this isn't complex. We talked about it. It, it could be the difference. Adding that 10, 15 pounds, you know, if a regular walk burns 100 calories, you might burn 150 in that rug, maybe 125, but compound that over several months. You got a lot, you have a, there's a lot of calories, extra calories you're burning doing something super simple. So there's really no reason to like jump this, this progression and, you know, cause injury or pain or discomfort. I mean, it's, it's all about just taking advantage of this extra little benefit. Yeah, and I think that what we promote in the Fit Father, I say we as as a member yeah, of the Fit Father family, right? But okay, Kat, Kat and Dr. A. But at the end, I think that what we promote in the Fit Father, both in the weight loss program or in the F30X or in OSM in the muscle building program, is consistency, right? So we don't want to be the weekend warrior. I was a weekend warrior with mountain bike before I started this program. So I wouldn't do anything during the week. And then I would go Saturday, get my mountain bike. Eventually I bought an electric mountain bike. doesn't matter because then with the electric mountain bike, I was doing 40 or 50 miles. So I would arrive to my house, you know, after having lost, you know, 1,200 calories, totally, you know, dehydrated. And then I would be, you know, like in beta day and a half and then don't do any sport until next Saturday, another one, right? And huge back problems, huge hip issues, etc. We don't want to do that here, right? So the good thing with rocking is that it protects your joints because you're not jumping like when you're running. So because you're not having impact, your knees will not suffer, your your um, your uh, ankles, your, your hips, etc. right? So you don't want to Again, try to overdo it to actually achieve that. So what you're trying is to be inconsistency. You can rock three times a week. It's a perfectly safe uh, model, right? Like I said, leaving one or two days in between the different rocks. Like Brian said, you can also switch weights, do one day heavy, one day light, one day heavy, you know, so go switching like that. 
Um, and this allows you to build through the months. Uh, it's cardio, so you're definitely building cardio. Mm-hmm. But at the end, it's also um, muscle building because you're going to work the core uh very intensely you're also gonna work the traps and the shoulders the good thing with rocking is because the backpack is in the back it will pull your shoulders backward and therefore you will improve your posture even when you're not walking um with a rock right and then it will also strengthen your whole legs because obviously you're wearing more weight so you're logically using your legs to to move uh more weight so so it's a pretty complete full body uh, workout, but low intensity, right? Like we said, we're not trying here to get our heart rate to 180 or to be, you know, lifting 200 pounds uh, a squat or whatever. That's not there. What should we be looking for as far as form goes, right? Because you mentioned like, you know, it's going to pull your shoulders back. So what are other cues in when we're new or experienced that we should be thinking about for form? Yeah, so um, you know you're gonna when you put back on, it's gonna want to kind of pull you back a little bit. You're just gonna lean forward just a little bit, and then and then just start walking. And um, it, it, so you know, going up hills, kind of same thing. Going down hills, um, you know, obviously you're gonna make some adjustments there, but but you're just letting gravity kind of do its work there. Um, you know, some in terms of like you know you're gonna you're just gonna walk. It's your hands are going to go back and forth. Uh, I'll tell you a fun little thing to try. Uh, the guys are amazed when they try this. Right? When we walk and our hands are swinging front to back, which is natural for us, um, when we swing forward, our, our hips do different things. So our hips counterbalance. And uh, so when, we, when we're swinging our arms or opposite hips go, driving back and vice versa as we go back and forth, if you swing your arms left to right, what you have to really think about uh, when you start swinging your arms left to right, the interesting thing that happens is you can sink your arm swing to your pace, and you'll find that there's a connection with your legs all of a sudden. And I find that you can you can ruck faster. It's guys, I tell guys this, they're like, no, 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 they go try. They're like, Brian, that worked. That's pretty wild. And it t- but it's something you have to really focus on because your natural instinct is to go back front to back. Uh, you know, swinging your arms front to back. Uh, but it, it's kind of a fun little thing to, to practice, especially the guys who try to increase pace. Like it's a super easy way to to increase your pace because really what you're doing is when your hip drives back, you're losing a half inch with every step, three quarter inch with every step. Now all of a sudden your hip's not rotating, so you're picking up a little bit of extra distance. Spread that over you know five you know three thousand steps or so. Uh, it adds you're you're doing it during the same amount of time. You're covering a little bit more distance. And you can actually get faster pace because your legs are going to follow your arms when you do that. That's super interesting. So when we're first getting started, we really want to focus on the swing. We're going to have the opposite arm going forward as leg drive, keeping that tight core, shoulders pulled back. And then if we want to take it to another level and try something fun, you can move your arms side to okay. side then, which my brain is struggling to even picture it. <laughs> You're right. It's, that's, it's that's weird, the- but it's fun to try. It's mm-hmm. It's... It's fun to try, but you're right. You do need to, you know, I didn't mention that. You do need to activate that your core because it is going to want to force a little bit more rotation in you. So you, I, I find if I walk, if I step away from rucking for a period of time and I come back, my core is just obliterated after some rucks um, because I, you're, you're, you know, it's just tightening your core, strengthening that core as well. So um, there's some advantages there. 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that one other detail when we were, which goes related to form and to equip, equipment, at the beginning, it really doesn't matter. But once you start using a 20-pound plate uh, or higher, um, the shoes are very important. So, um, and the reason for that is because as you increase your weight, right? So logically your, your feet exercise a higher pressure, right? Against the, the floor. So you don't, you want to go opposite way of the famous, um, very popular now, uh, ultra trail shoes that people used to go, used to go to the supermarket, but I mean the famous Hocus and then all the versions which have appeared, you know, in any other brand, right? In Nike or whatever, which are these huge foams for really, really soft, hyper cushioned shoes. That's not what you want to use when you're going to rock. You're actually looking for exactly the opposite. So you're looking for a medium to strong hold because you don't want to kind of your foot to wobble, you know, and kind of of every time you step, you know, go, go left and right, depending if you're pronating or supinating. Um, so so buying, uh, there are specific rocking shoes which you can uh, buy, right? But But any other shoe which is specifically... Um, for trail running with hard sole. So, you know, those Merrill, Salomon, uh, those specific trail running shoes are, are very good options um, for, for, for maintaining your form in, in heavier weights. That's a great point because right when we're thinking of what gear do we need, shoes is a big piece of it, right? Especially for longevity and being able to can continue doing this. So thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. That's really important. We also will mention we have Chris who has joined us too, who will be in the chat. And so he may pop in with some advice for us here as we keep going. So we've talked through what equipment we need and where we should start as far as weights go. What form we're going to be looking at, right? Or is yeah, different can, I, can I just... Yes, but to his point on on shoes, I should interrupt. We should have brought this in here a second ago. Um, socks is also really important. Um, you know that extra weight, your foot's gonna be sliding your shoe. Um, we we have a saying in our rut group that the cotton's rotten, um, and it, so you know finding a really quality sock. I remember talking about this with Shane Dixon when he started rucking at the beginning of the year. Uh, he got some really bad blisters on his foot, but if you find a, a sock that is not cotton, you know, there's some there's some uh, polyester blend socks that are out there um, that have a an arch band, so it's going to help your sock stay in place. That is really critical. You know, um, for a short walk, you can get away with cotton, right? A mile or so, you get away with cotton. But if you start going a little bit further, three, four miles. Uh, it's worth investing in a good pair of, of socks, you know, Boombas or there's several other brands out there, right? Socks, they actually have two layers. So there's a sacrificial layer that holds tight to your skin um, and, and helps eliminate some of that uh, that rubbing on your foot. Because you can just like running, if even in, no matter how tight you tie your shoes, you get some sliding in there, especially once your feet start sweating. Um, so you get hot spots, the start of a blister, the discomfort in your burning in your foot. Um, and socks go a really long way. Underwear too, um, you know, it's, that's another area. You know, we, I, we tell guys all the time, underwear, t-shirt, socks, most important things, but make sure they're not cotton. Um, you know, it just absorbs that moisture and, and it just doesn't go away. It doesn't dissipate the moisture. That's, that's great. Here we go. You guys are going to get to go have fun adding to your holiday wish list, right? Of what you need so you can try out rocking on your own at home. 
Now, as far as how you mix this into your program, let's see, Chris, could you kind of touch on that? If you're doing the FF30X program, where did you mix trucking into your schedule? So normally, normally I add to that as a second workout um, every day. So, um, you know, I, I probably would do, um, let's just say, a MRT workout um, two days a week. And then I would do a strength training workout a couple days a week and uh, maybe some HIIT workouts a couple days a week. And then in the afternoon, I generally would, uh, or evening, I would um, do the do the ruck, you know, usually 45 minutes to an hour, um, or, or possibly even on my off day as an active recovery day. So I would do a, do a ruck on that day as well. I, I would do the same. And I just want to, I, I just want to say something from the Fit Father family perspective that for you who are more maybe new to the Fit Father family, the Facebook group is very important. It's where we all, uh, you know, get to meet together. Even if you're not a Facebook guy, get inside the Facebook group because you're not going to regret it. It's just a bunch of people who with the same uh, object is trying to help each other. And I discovered racking thanks to Chris, which is here in this call, which I had never heard of. And he got me into it and I went quite crazy with it. He explained me what I had to buy, what I had to wear, how to start, join the rock club, the full thing. So this is just an example of how we actually start with, you know, the, let's say, um, Fit Father standard program. And then just with the community that is built, you just continue iterating, improving, and other, adding new capacities, skills, and challenges um, to your life uh, thanks to, to the community. Yeah, that's great. You can keep getting advice here from the podcast. You can be looking on the YouTube, but for that really personal connection, joining the Fit Father Project so that you can be there in the brotherhood and talk with other members is vital, I think. You're right. How, Brian, did you integrate the rucking into your plan? Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot like what Chris said. Uh, it was a secondary workout. I uh, When I first started FFP, um, you know, Dr. A had a podcast talking about walking in the evenings and the insulin uh, post dinner. So I integrated rucking every evening for use about two miles, so about 35 minutes, somewhere around there, uh, most every night. Um, and and um, I, I was trying to remember, I want to say it was like um, episode 96 or something like that. Dr. A talked about walking and breathing through your nose and, you know, integrated that into this and just saw some huge benefits. Uh, from that. So that became like a mainstay for me is you know, eat dinner 20, 30 minutes later, put the rucksack on, walk out the door, um, you know, breathing through the, through the nose and coming back. And, and it was just, it just added that extra benefit to all the FFP workouts. Uh, and even if I didn't, even if I missed a workout, I still had that fall back on. So I was still getting my, some activity in um, through, through the course of the day that way. In fact, every day, yeah. right here, well, can't see it, but right over here, you know, we, we go every day at 1030. I take some of my staff out and, uh, you know, some are a little bit slower than me. So I got a 20 pound rucksack sitting behind me that uh, we, we slap on and we walk a mile and a quarter every day. Um, so that's, that's another place. Just just trying to get intentional movement in through the course of the day. And rucking is a great way. I have to be careful because actually rucking can become everything for me. I, I, I love doing it. I prefer doing that or any workout. Um, so I, I have to be careful because it just becomes the one thing I'll continuously do. 
Hey, it's Dr. Ray. I want to quickly pause this episode to thank you for listening to this Fit Father podcast. I am just blown away at how amazing this podcast has become. I had no idea when I started FFP around 10 years ago that it would grow into such an impactful mission. And I want to let you know that I am so grateful to be connected to you in this lifetime. And on behalf of me and my entire team, we are so grateful to be in your life, helping you get and stay healthier for your family. That's what I want to share. Just some gratitude from my heart to yours. Let's get back to today's episode. Where should we be focusing? So if someone was just getting started and maybe they're feeling sore, where would be the first places that they may feel it? And are any of those concerning where it may be like, hey, if you're feeling it in this spot, that might be because you need to adjust does that, if that makes sense, Chris, could you kind of speak to that first for us here? Yeah, um, and I'm not sure. I jumped in a little late, but I'm not sure if you touched on um, whether you're rucking with a backpack or rucking with a weighted vest because there's both. Actually, I, I started with a weighted vest actually when I when I started um, uh, with 20 pounds, and then um, transitioned to a backpack, um, a, ruck, a go ruck pack. And I will say that the first day after I rucked with the pack, my quads were absolutely killing me. And so complete different um, feel, complete different muscles that it, you know, that it uh, works. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously you start, start light, start, uh, you know, try a mile, try a mile and a half and see what happens. Um, You know, you can, vary your pace but um you i think i think you'll i think most guys will be surprised that they are sore and you're, you're not used to being sore from just walking so that's great uh, rob where do you think when you first started or even now like where do you feel it the most as far as muscle groups go yeah no so in my case um i think that where i always have more challenges with the shoulders um i think that is what really uh gets me right so i have actually a big uh curvature in my spine since i was a kid so you know doing weightlifting the same thing i have my traps permanently super loaded without a record without anything right so so you know so when i've been uh working for uh, you know x time right an hour or something that's the first place that uh, my shoulders start to complain right um but you know again because we are not doing the world championship at least just yet um, the good thing is that you just stop in a park, you know, you just leave the, the rock and you can then decide to do a, a workout, you know, part without the rock, some push-ups, some burpees, etc. And then, you know, you continue. So, you know, that's a great thing that you just adapt it to your own lifestyle and to your own possibilities and to your own, let's say, physical level. Then from the legs perspective, um, I don't normally notice it while I am rocking. So it's more post-rocking, but then post-rocking, I normally, in the place that I more notice it, is in the hips. I don't notice it in the knees because at the end you're not running, right? So so the knees are really don't feel anything. In the feet, I mean, in the feet, when I've done like super long runs of seven hours, yes, because you get blisters or whatever, but, but I mean, but not from a muscular perspective. But yeah, I'd say that it's in the hips, basically. And it's not pain, really. It's just like the, you know, like the muscles that are like saying, hey, hello, you're using me, right? Because it's muscles that you normally don't use. So, so yeah, but like I said, um, yeah, shoulders. Really. Yeah, I agree with them. The shoulders are a big one. Quads, calves, I felt my calves. 
So those are like usually those areas where I feel, you know, the DOMs afterwards, right? The delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, so those are those areas, but, but, you know, the, so those are normal. Um, but if you're feeling, you know, pain in your hips, that just lingers like a real tightness or pain in your knee, right? Pain in your knee. It could be potentially your, you know, pronating on your foot, you know, exploring your, your shoes. Are your shoes wore out? Are you wearing the proper shoes? You know, those, those can, um, you know, it's sort of like running, right? It can, it can lead to knee issues. Um, hips, if they're, if they're burning. Uh, from your like your IT band or a lot of tightness, and that might be a sign you need to step back the weight. Maybe you took a little bit too far, pushing a little bit too hard. You either need to scale back just a little bit or drop the weight for a period of time. Let your body adapt to that, and uh, and then and then push back forward. That's great. Those are all wonderful things to think about as they're as our members are trying out this new hobby and new sport that you get to use your body for now that you're leaning into this health and wellness phase of life. As we kind of wrap up here, I'm gonna go around and give everyone a chance to kind of say some last words and a bits of advice and encouragement to members who are listening and considering starting on their wrecking journey. So I'll start with Brian if you want to kick us up. Yeah, so um, I mean, it's, it's a it's a great thing to do. To you know, there's a huge benefit to it. Um, you know, just be smart about it. Safety is a big thing. You're making sure you're wearing. Uh, like I live in a community where we don't have sidewalks, so I have to walk in the street. Uh, I actually prefer to do my, my rucking in in the evening time because headlights tell me something's coming before I see it. But making sure you have high visibility. Um, I'm not a big fan of vests because those straps, as long as they have a seam on the top, and those straps can really. Uh, bother you, but there are like PT belts that they wear in the military are a great thing to have for safety. Uh, also, there's some uh, straps you can wrap around your bag. Um, I know a couple of guys will wrap a PT belt around their backpack um, for high visibility, and those are very effective. But one of the big ones that I see when I walk around my neighborhood is is people don't know which side of the street to walk on. I think that's a big one. Um, you know, you, sh- you should be walking into traffic. You shouldn't be walking where traffic's coming up behind you because you want to be able to react. I can tell you in the years I've been doing this, I've had to s- jump out of the way of some cars that somebody's on their phone and I'm able to see them, you know, that they're not paying attention. They don't see me and you got to step real quick. They're coming from behind you. You can't see that. Um, so, so knowing what side to walk on is, is really important. And, uh, and the last thing I'd say is there are rucking communities out there. Misery loves company. And, uh, and they're, they're great. These are some amazing people to meet if you have a group near you. Um, just some great time. I've had some excellent conversations walking around with, with people. You know, usually they'll do a social ruck. Um, so they'll go out and walk three miles and sometimes get dinner afterwards. You know, some of these are veterans and they've been through a lot and this is their therapy. Um, so it's, it's, there's a great community out there. You just have to type in your area and just type rucking group. And you might be surprised that there's one near you. So um, it's kind of some part words here. Thank you, Brian, for bringing that up. That is safety is so important. We talked about like form, but there's also the piece of safety of you are outside. And most of us who are in a suburban area are going to be walking with cars unless you are out, unless you've moved out to wilderness. So the bright colors that you can wear so that cars can see you. Like you had mentioned, something that lights up and is reflective so they can see you as well and walking towards traffic so that you can know where to go. Thank you. That is so important. If you take anything home from this podcast, I hope that that's one of it. Even for running too, running, yeah, walking, running, walking. Yeah. you know, any piece of outdoor activity, especially in the evenings. This is great. Let's keep it going. Chris, 
Hop on in. All right. Um, well, I would just say if anybody's hesitant about it, just jump in and do it. You don't have to start with a, you know, $400 go rut back. You can get a backpack and throw some weight in there. And, and if you like it, then invest in some good equipment. Um, I would suggest that because obviously like anything else, any sport, better equipment makes, um, makes the experience a little more comfortable and, and easier. Um, you know, Brian touched on the safety aspect and that's very, uh, very important. I, I tend to, I do, I do ruck around my neighborhood a little bit, but I also have a trail, um, that we have locally. That's, a uh, no railroad track. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, rails, mm-hmm. the trails. Um, and so that's, that's a good spot. If you can find that or a park, um, you don't have to worry about traffic so much. And so, um, I prefer that. And I, and honestly, um, I do ruck for the health benefits, but I also ruck for the mental benefits. And so, oh, yeah. um, I, I like to put my, you know, uh, ear pods in and, and, um, turn on a podcast or, or sometimes I'll even turn on music or something, but most of the time a podcast and just get out of my own head and, and, um, kind of, that's my 45 minutes or an hour to, to, uh, kind of uh recharge and, and relax a little bit and uh, kind of sounds counterintuitive to relax while you're packing around a 25 pound backpack but <laughs> it is uh it is a lot of mental um get a lot of mental clarity i guess while you're while you're walking and i've answered a lot of my own questions while i've been out on the on the trail <laughs> i love that <laughs> it's doing something difficult too right like right. you're so focused on doing something difficult that you can almost disconnect from other difficult items that may be going on in your life and focus on something new. Yeah. It's a great yeah. All right, Rob, send us out here with some wishes for these members. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so what I would say is that um, rocking is really something that you first, when you start, you're like, okay, let me just do this thing and see what happens. But it actually can become an integral part of your program and actually of your life. For me, when I started the program, one of the biggest challenges I was battling with was not, you know, like the workouts or the food, which also yes, but my biggest challenge was my total insecurity in my physical capabilities, right? So throughout my life, I was used to start on sport and because I guess I have you know, permanent uh, obsessive compulsive disorder over everything I do. I would go full in to whatever it was. But what happened that as soon as I started to progress a bit with the technical skills, my physical capacity wouldn't accompany me, right? So I was playing tennis. I wouldn't run fast enough to get the ball, right? I was playing football, etc. right? The good thing with rocking is because you modify the weight uh, in the rock and the distance, uh, and that you can actually have people of different levels rocking together. No issue with that. The, um, the, the also the the second thing is that it allows you to have injuries and be able to do a sport. Then the third thing is bang for the buck, right? If you go only to walk, that's perfectly good and it's already you know super healthy. The point is that if you actually put the rock on, you can be doubling, tripling the calorie consumption, obviously depending on how much weight you're doing, you know, at what pace and so on, but you can really make it intense. And then I think that the fourth, which is another advantage, 
is, uh, and now I'm going to go a bit to the Google side, which is also interesting, right? But is combining, uh, you know, your neighborhood dash urban road to actually force yourself, in my case, which I was zero like the countryside guy, right? I wasn't the camping guy. I wasn't the outdoor guy. I was the urban, you know, movie theater, supermarket, etc., home and so on, restaurant. And actually do a, do a rock in, in, you know, in the forest, in nature, etc. you know, once per week, just get a Saturday, get a Sunday and just have a walk um, with either, you know, the rock club or, or, or you alone, totally fine, right? And connect with nature. I think that that is something that it kind of inclined me to start getting into that. And then I started doing hiking. And now I'm also doing, you know, canoeing Kindle, like, and I'm doing a lot of other things. But what actually dragged me to the forest, to the mountains out of town, <laughs> was rocking to start. So I think that that's also something pretty positive to leverage. Yeah, that's great. It almost gave you confidence, right? To be out there and try yep. something new, which is awesome. What a great jump off point. Well, thank you so much to the three of you for joining me today. If you are listening and you have any more questions about wrecking, please send them on into us. We'll make sure they get to these three or ask them in the Brotherhood if you're one of our members. And I know that there is even more of them. We have these three wonderful men, but we also have even more members who have now joined the Racking Group. And you can hop into that fun new hobby and try something new. Look out for more content on the Fit Father YouTube page. Listen to the rest of the podcast for amazing tips and motivation. And we'll see you in the Brotherhood. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. Visit youtube.com forward slash Fit Father Project to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode.